Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find them. And our theme for tonight is, when there seems to be no way, God always makes and reveals a way. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Job. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. His eye 
be in every precious thing. And the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. Psalms Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Isaiah But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God. Fear not, for I am with thee. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them, and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them, and not forsake them. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold. Exodus And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about, through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from before the people. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. 
and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians, whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again, no more for ever. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued, and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all the Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned, and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did. Luke For with God nothing shall be impossible. Holy is his name. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by the discoverer and founder of Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy. God, the Great I Am, the All-Knowing, All-Seeing, All-Acting, All-Wise, All-Loving, and Eternal. Principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all substance, intelligence. What cannot God do? God is the fountain of light, and he illumines one's way when one is obedient. Be sure that God directs your way. Then, hasten to follow 
under every circumstance. He who dwelleth in eternal light is bigger than the shadow and will guard and guide his own. And if thou strayest, listen for the mountain horn and it will call thee back to the path that goeth upward. Whatever obstructs the way, causing to stumble, fall, or faint those mortals who are striving to enter the path, divine love will remove and uplift the fallen and strengthen the weak. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. To all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. As the children of Israel were guided triumphantly through the Red Sea, the dark ebbing and flowing tides of human fear, as they were led through the wilderness, walking wearily through the great desert of human hopes and anticipating the promised joy, so shall the spiritual idea guide all right desires in their passage from sense to soul from a material sense of existence to the spiritual, up to the glory prepared for them who love God. Stately science pauses not, but moves before them, a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night, leading to divine heights. In the desolation of human understanding, Divine love hears and answers the human call for help, and the voice of truth utters the divine verities of being which deliver mortals out of the depths of ignorance and vice. This is the Father's benediction. It gives lessons to human life, guides the understanding, peoples the mind with spiritual ideas, reconstructs the Judean religion, and reveals God and man as the principle and idea of all good. He who refuses to be influenced by any but the divine mind commits his way to God and rises superior to suggestions from an evil source. Christian science shows that there is a way of escape from the latter-day ultimatum of evil through scientific truth, so that all are without excuse. You, safely sheltered in the strong tower of hope, faith, and love, are God's nestlings, and he will hide you in his feathers till the storm has passed. Into his haven of soul there enters no element of earth to cast out angels to silence the right intuition which guides you safely home. Exercise more faith in God and his spiritual means and methods than in man and his material ways and means. When God went forth before his people, they were fed with manna. They marched through the wilderness. They passed through the Red Sea untouched by the billows. At his command, the rock became a fountain, and the land of promise, green isles of refreshment. In the words of the psalmist, When the Lord gave the word, 
great was the company of those that published it. He that marketh the sparrow's fall will direct thy way, and he helps us most when help is most needed, for he is the ever-present help. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. This I know, for God is for us. Error has no power but to destroy itself. It cannot harm you. It cannot stop the eternal currents of truth. Trust in him whose love enfolds thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Divine love is never so near as when all earthly joys seem most afar. Remember, thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee, and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore despair not, nor murmur, for that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver, will guide thee, if thou seekest this guidance. God guard and guide you. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 53. Everlasting arms of love are beneath, around, above. God it is who bears us on. His the arm we lean upon. Hymn number 53.
Good evening and welcome everyone. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, many of which are in foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is reaching people all across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we are indeed thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We, are, we offer so much material there, and it's all healing and inspiring. And it comes free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. I'd like to point out a couple of uh, items that we're featuring on our English website. First one is the most recent issue of our forum highlights. And speaking of our forum highlights, for those of you who subscribe, it went in the mail on Monday of this week. Perhaps you've received it already, but if not, it should be at your doorstep shortly. And there's another item that I'd like to uh, mention, and it's kind of a booklet Discerning the Rights of Man, it's called, and it was written by, written by Richard Oakes. It's definitely worth reading. So, uh, join us every Sunday here. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we offer a Sunday school for children which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school goes out to the students through a teleconference feature that we offer, one that's exclusively for the Sunday school. And as a result, many of the students do attend by telephone. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone regardless of where you live. Uh, call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to uh, welcome your child there. One more announcement. Tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, we are going to have our meeting of members. For, so for those of you who have joined us in membership, please join us tomorrow at 8 o'clock sharp for our membership meeting. As a result of holding our membership meeting tomorrow, we're not going to have our 9 p.m. Unity Watch. However, the 10 o'clock watch is still on. So for those of you who uh, participate in the Unity Watches, join us at 10 o'clock for that. I will now read from the church manual, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for those of you who give a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for this church and for all that it offers. This past weekend, our Saturday Unity Watch had a quote from the book, Fragments Gathered from Unpublished Items Ascribed to Mary Baker Eddy. What a wonderful book this is. It's actually a part of the Carpenter Collection, so I, I realize it will be on the website as soon as I can find somebody to type it up. But anyway, uh, on page 168 of that book, Mary Baker Eddy said, quote, practicality is needed, theory is not, end quote. I've been thinking about this and that it is one thing I am so grateful for in Christian science as it is taught here. I grew up around construction workers and builders, and it informed the way I approached the world and my work. The website's just a big building project to me. And everything else I do here is like that, too. And because of the practical nature of Christian science, I'm able to use what I learn here in the process. Everything I've learned about divine mind has helped my thought to be clearer. Everything I've learned about soul has helped me to listen and act on inspiration. Everything I've learned about love helps me to meet the need each day. Couple all that with practitioner support, which has felt like an apprenticeship to me, I now feel more and more equal to the task that God has in store for me each day. I'm very grateful for all that I'm learning here and for how Christian science is useful and necessary in all situations. Thank you. And we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia now. Good evening. I wanted to share tonight an experience this month where my work was orchestrated so beautifully by our loving Father, Mother, God. I had agreed to complete some work to address some sensitive issues that a client workforce is experiencing. They were having some problems with getting people back to working together in the office and asked me to provide some new training and coaching in a few sensitive areas. Whilst I've had a lot of experience in doing this kind of work, I just could not seem to find the answer in terms of what behaviours needed to be corrected in order to produce better working conditions at the client worksite. It definitely felt like a puzzle that I could not solve, and more than once over the last few weeks, I had questioned myself as to whether I should have not accepted this piece of work at all in the first place. 
During this time, I also had the joy and honour to do some church work with our beautiful members here at Plainfield Independent. Well, I found the church work to be so uplifting, loving and extremely productive, rewarding and joyful. So I looked at my own thinking to try to work out why the church work was flowing so beautifully and why I was hitting a seeming brick wall with my paid job. I had been given some fantastic advice by Gary here at Plainfield in order to do the church work when he said to do it only through inspiration. Well, this had proved to be incredibly helpful and I realised I needed to apply that same rule to my paid job. So I continued designing this piece of training and then laying it aside for the church work, which needed to be completed by a certain date. The days marched on, and with less than 24 hours to complete on my paid work, I still did not have a clue as to what needed to be done. The evening before my paid work was due, I just laid it all out to the Father. I could not complete this work without Him. It could only be done through inspiration. So I prayed for God to help me. That evening I firmly sat down to my desk and I began to type. Talk about a light of inspiration turned on in my thinking. I created the entire training course in just under two hours, including graphics and quizzes and homework. Now, this kind of work would normally take three to five days to complete, but in just two hours, it all poured out so beautifully and perfectly and seamlessly just like the church work had done. It felt good and right and was accompanied by a great sense of assurance of the dear Father's love. I delivered that training. The client absolutely loved it and they have asked for more. This success was all thanks to our dear Father, Mother, God and the pure Christian science being taught here by putting God's church work first and working only through inspiration, I was able to complete my paid job on time also. Thank you to my beautiful practitioner at this church and thank you to all at Plainfield Independent, who are, as Izzy from UK said previously in her testimony, divine sparkles all. Yes, we are. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Thank you. Tonight, I would like to express my gratitude for our church and website for making Christian science materials easily available. Last week, I found myself in the emergency ward of a hospital with a loved one. As mortal mind clamored, I was able to read the weekly lesson on my phone. The responsive reading was the 23rd Psalm, a complete and loving help for all of us. After talking to my practitioner about the situation, she recommended that I study several statements in science and health. 
A while ago, I had added science and health to my phone. As I sat and waited, I was able to study these statements. How fortunate we are to have this church that believes in easy access to books and articles about Christian science. Thank you, lesson writers, for our wonderful and appropriate lessons to, and to all members for giving us this special church. And a very special thank you to my practitioner for her loving help and support. Have a- thank you. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much, Amanda, for those excellent readings. Tonight I am very grateful for this independent church. A statement I heard often when I first joined was to be so instant in the truth that error is always too late. And last week I had the opportunity to apply this truth to great effect. It was Thursday afternoon and the dog and I were in the far corner of my backyard dumping food scraps in the compost bin when I spied a patch of grass behind the sword shed that had not been mowed by the young man that mows my yard. After closer inspection, I noticed that the grass was growing up through the gaps in a wooden pallet. So I lifted up the pallet with my right hand with the intention of pushing it away from me to rest against the fence. So next time the grass could be mowed, could be completely mowed. However, I, apparently I did not shove the pallet with enough force because instead of falling away from me, it fell back towards me and landed with a large pop on my left foot. I immediately let out a startled yelp, then declared several times that this did not happen in, in divine mind, until the initial pain had all but passed and I was able to walk back to the house. The thought came that perhaps I should go to urgent care for an x-ray to see if anything had been broken in my foot. But I, I immediately dismissed that thought as such a diagnosis was, would not really make a difference at all. The pain quickly dissipated and I made it back indoors without incident. That night, I attended, I attended an event in an art gallery and, did, and um, had took absolutely no thought for my foot, and all was well. The next day, I, did, I took the dog for an early morning walk before work as usual, and my foot was just fine. It was like it never happened. I never experienced any pain or bruising. I am so grateful for the Christian science teaching offered here in this church. Have a great night. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. As I was sitting quietly, thinking about the two ideas I had for a testimony, a clear, strong thought came to give thanks for all the translators who work for the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. I don't have much information at this time about the translators' work because I just started asking questions last evening but I do know that some of them have been translating for many, many years, and they are living all over the world as well as in the USA. Their commitment and devotion causes me to rejoice, and some of them are in places that do not support Christianity. I was told that many things from our website are translated as well as the lesson sermons. To me, this is a powerful missionary work that follows Jesus Christ's command to go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That's Mark 16. 
Thank you, translators, and thank you to all the people in the church who communicate with them and help them and guide them. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for tonight's service, the music, and the beautiful, inspiring readings. I'm so very grateful to God, our loving father-mother who is always with us, and to Mrs. Eddy for the pure Christian science that we're taught here in this church. It was read tonight from Miscellany. Divine love is never so near as when all earthly joys seem most afar. This statement gives me so much comfort. It would seem right now, with all the many disturbing situations going on in our world and in the nation, that it would become a bit overwhelming at some time and try to take away our joy. What a beautiful promise this is to hold to and to know that despite the pictures that are presented to us, no matter how disturbing they may appear to be, that divine love is right here and especially near in troubled times. Recently, my practitioner reminded me that we cannot fix the Adam dream, but must awaken from it. I was so thankful to her for that, as it was indeed a wake-up call to me. Through the study of science and health and the Bible and the teachings and instructions we are given from our practitioners, and all the resources that are so freely provided to us here to work with, it enables us to lift our thoughts Godward and raise our consciousness above mortal belief as we strive to awaken to the infinite truth of the allness of God and to see the absolute nothingness of error. I am so grateful to God for all that I am learning here for my practitioner's strong and loving support, and for this church. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Amanda, for those fine readings, comforting readings, on how God will always provide a way if we allow him to. I'd like to tell of an experience I had where there seemed like there was no way, but God provided it. It was a, it was a few years ago, uh, in the middle of winter, I think in a February, where I had to take a business trip to Europe. And uh, before leaving, I asked for the help of a practitioner in this church who instructed me to First, maintain my own atmosphere wherever I go, and reminded me that I'm not going to Europe. Europe is coming to me. And then reminded me that the whole point of this trip was my spiritual growth. That I should never go anywhere unless the reason for going is spiritual growth. Well, that caught me by surprise, but it made an impression. So I went, and the return flight was scheduled for Thursday of that week. 
to fly in the afternoon and land at Newark Airport in the early evening. Well, all day Wednesday, the news was full of this forecast for the east coast of the United States to have the biggest snowstorm of the year on Thursday. And it was going to be a big and long snowstorm. So all day Wednesday, airlines were canceling their Thursday flights into and out of Newark Airport. By the time Thursday morning came, virtually all of the Thursday flights were canceled. I say virtually all, not quite all, and it looked pretty bleak for me. In fact, my travel agent even booked another flight for me on Friday morning because they were certain that our flight would be canceled. Well, Thursday afternoon, when I was finished with my business and it was time to go to the airport, our flight had not been canceled. So I had a decision to make. Do I go to the airport and risk my flight getting canceled? Or do I take the supposedly safe option of waiting until Friday morning to catch the other flight? Well, I had work to do for church here, and it was important that I get home Thursday night. And the answer came very strongly, go to the airport. So I did. And much to everybody's great amazement, we got on the plane and we took off. Well, seven hours later, as we were flying down the east coast of the United States, as I was praying for a safe landing, I got this very clear, very strong mental picture of our plane sitting in God's hand as he gently brought us down to a safe landing. Well, sure enough, we landed perfectly safely at Newark Airport. It had been snowing all day, the runway was icy all day, but just before we landed, the snow turned to rain and the ice melted. And while the runway was red, wet, it was not icy. And since so many flights had been canceled, the airport was empty. So we breezed right through customs. And it was the most pleasant flight experience I think I've ever had. <laughs> well, I was so grateful to God for this protection, for this provision. He had clearly paved the way for us. I had work to do for church, and God made sure that I was here to do it. So I am so grateful for Christian science, for the help of the practitioner, and for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us this science of Christianity, which, as a previous testifier mentioned, is totally practical, totally practical, yes. And I'm so grateful to be here with all of you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. 
very much for those beautiful readings tonight. I'm very grateful to be here at Plainfield and learning how to cultivate a spiritual sense of joy, a joy that does not ebb and flow or depend on any outward circumstance. Most of my life I tried to be positive, but it was very human and was not a protection against the challenges in life. Now I'm learning about the joy that Jesus promised that no man can take away. Today during a call with my Plainfield practitioner, she noticed that I was losing my joy. After some probing, it became clear where I had allowed a sense of uh, depressed thought enter with uh, a sense of recession and shortages uh, disturbing my thought. After uh, hanging up, I remembered the, from 500 Watches, the very first quote, where they quote Mrs. Eddy saying, quote, if your joy is lost, handle animal magnetism, end quote. So um, after I hung up, I started praying to restore this joy. Mostly, I addressed a couple of things that I had witnessed that morning with specific prayer. And as I started to feel the uplift, I returned to my work for church, which is always a great blessing and centering and a great uplift. And then one practical tool taught here is to do something helpful for someone else, which help, helps us take the focus off ourselves. So that I did. And as the day went on, anything that felt unlike joy from God that tried to creep in, I mentally refused with great force to entertain it and immediately countered it with specific truths, which I should have been doing earlier. Another tool that was given here was to be grateful, which I always find such a great help and was one of the first lessons I learned when I started attending here. And along with that was to pay attention to the good that's around you. And I noticed the birds were singing sweetly and saw a sweet expression on a child and crossed paths with a very friendly person. Before long, I felt this great sense of joy radiating returning. I'm so grateful for our, our good God, for Christ Jesus, his teachings, and Mary Baker Eddy for this science and the church that practices it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I also would like to thank Amanda for these fine readings. The whole idea that God will make a way, just thinking about it sends a surge of encouragement and joy through me, for which I'm very grateful but also it causes me to be very thankful for this church because there was a time in my life when I was at a very low point. Sadness, discouragement, fear seemed to be the predominant uh, things that were going on with me at the time. And it was like God was saying, well, are you ready to give me your whole heart? Well, God opened the way for me to come here and what a blessing because pretty much everything was being healed. Problems and challenges were being faced squarely and resolved. And 
There was confidence in God that he most certainly would take care of us and show us his way. And this is like a complete turnaround from the way I used to live before then. So I'm very grateful for Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy, who discovered this science, founded it, and worked to establish it here, and that it is still going on here in the Plainfield Church. Many thanks to Almighty God. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the music. A couple of years ago, I was so blessed by God. Driving home from a visit to North Jersey, about 40 minutes away, I realized I had missed my exit from the highway and was lost. I stayed calm and kept knowing I can't be lost in divine mind. The thought came when to turn off the highway and where to turn again. When I saw a couple of people on the sidewalk, it came strongly to me to stop and ask for directions. They told me of three quick turns ahead. I did that and found myself in a familiar area. Over and over, I thanked God for his loving directions and was home in a short while. God is guiding us every moment, and it's our duty to listen and obey. I'm so grateful for God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for giving us Christian science, and also for the strong, loving practitioner sport that I always get. Thank you. Thank you. Kelly from California, go ahead. Hi, thank you. And thank you for the readings and the music and for being here. And God will make a way. I just wanted to share, God made a way for me recently. So in the past, I, right out of high school and up to a few years ago, I was, I loved being in the struggling mind I for my income. I always had a struggle, struggle. But I always made my bills, and I always knew it was God. But then I read an article, a Christian Science article, that told me to, it's not income, it's outcome. Am I expressing God's ideas at work? So I started going to work with the enthusiasm of, expressing God's ideal, and then I took it even farther after I found this church, and I uh, learned here at this church that God's appearing everywhere, wherever I see somebody, that's God appearing, so I would go to work and, like, just look for God, and and see, and, and see people as God appearing, and, um, then, uh, recently, I was, there was an opportunity to open my own workshop, and and I didn't even know it was there, the opportunity, but uh, a workspace came up for rent, and I didn't even know I wanted a workshop, but a workspace came up for rent, and I thought, well, that'd be nice to have my own workshop, and then I just filed that thought away, but then one morning really early, the thought, I was, 
I just sat up right in bed, and there was a big voice that said, if you don't take this opportunity, it would be foolish. And I knew it was from God. It was so gentle and so stern. And and I was in the place where I was looking at my past and, and looking at my the foolish decisions I made. So that word foolish, I knew it was from God. Um, so I, I woke up that morning and I took a step to see about the workshop. And then I took another step and um, the doors just kept opening. And now I have my own workshop. And it was, I, I came across uh, some notes I took when I was working with a practitioner and it, it said, practitioner from this church, and it said, being restored to the fruitfulness of God. And, and I took that in my pocket to work this last week, and I think that's what has happened. I, I think I'm being restored to the fruitfulness of God. And I'm not really sure exactly what that all means, but every time I drive up to my workshop, which is so close to my home, um, I I just can't believe it's mine. <laughs> and I'm so grateful. And I made cafe curtains, and people go, "Oh, those are going to get dirty because it's um, my workshop." I there's a lot of uh, painting and staining wood going on, but it's like I'm still going to put my cafe curtains up. And I made eyelet curtains out of white eyelet. I reckon it looks beautiful, and I drive up, and I have my little sign, and it's just, it's God. Being, I'm being, it's all God. It's this church. It's what I'm learning at the round tables and um, the Bible lessons, and you're, all the members at Plainfield, just thank you so much, and thank you to Jesus and to God and to Mary Baker Eddy um, for teaching me about God. Thank you. Sharon. Many years ago, I worked at a bank, and I had the opportunity to go to school and take an accounting course. When I completed the course and had to take a test, I was afraid. It had been many years since I went to school and took a test, but I knew God would help. I asked a practitioner, for prayerful help and she told me divine intelligence knows the questions and divine wisdom knows the answers you reflect divine wisdom I took the test and to my surprise I got the highest mark in the class and I got an award <laughs> I shouldn't have been Surprise, but with God, all things are possible. And it was just another proof that anytime there's a need, God is there and there's an answer. And I'm so grateful for practitioner help over the years and continuing now and to be in this church in this Christian science. And thank you, Amanda, for the readings. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for the beautiful readings tonight. I just want to say a couple of things about what I have learned about waiting. 
am I waiting patiently? And waiting patiently is quite different from just waiting, I found. Over the years, I have found that to wait, it means in that period of waiting, God requires my whole heart, as the previous testifier said. I resolve then not to deny him and to be calm. There's a calmness in current waiting, I found out. And I used to be, you know, not wait patiently, not wait calm, but wait complaining, fearful waiting, doubting, questioning, you know, which brings back all the past old beliefs that I want to get rid of. I would be irritated, frustrated, discouraged in this period of time. Yes, it's difficult. Sometimes it's really difficult whilst you wait for so long and what you want to change is not changed. But God is telling us that he has made us perfect. There is nothing really to change, only to seek him more, to know him more so that we can know ourselves. And in this way, we can know that there is really nothing to change but our thinking. All the frustrating thinking I used to do during the waiting period never did anything good for me. So I just wanted to share this and also not to be afraid every time something comes up again. It says that perfect love casts out fear. Why do we run to God like, you know, it says, run to him. Have him in your thinking like he is present right now. You cannot doubt his presence. You cannot doubt what he's doing. And like Amanda said, if we believe that he will make a way, he will always make a way. And that whatever is threatening us, just because it comes back again, does not mean that it's true. It's never been true. And if we hold to that, relying, radically relying on God alone, he does make us, brings us through whatever we're going through. I just wanted to share that and to express my gratitude for learning this through Christian science. I thank God. I thank Mary Baker Eddy. I thank all those writings which have helped immensely throughout the years. And I am so grateful to be here and to hear others testify to this wonderful God that we have. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a testimony from Hawaii to read. Aloha. One morning a few days ago, I picked up collectania of items by and about Mary Baker Eddy and began reading whatever page I opened. I had been earnestly asking God for a while how I could help others as I was getting tired of listening to my own body's selfish aches and pains and their demand for attention, a never-ending rabbit hole. Thank God they were beginning to bore me. As reference, I mostly stay at home now and live in a lane of a few houses with close neighbors that I prepare food for occasionally. 
but I wanted a more genuine way of demonstrating what I had been learning at Plainfield, and so I asked God how I could be helpful, and if this was something he thought was good for me, and that if it was, to please direct me. The message I received was that reaching out in a tangible way, like cooking, was good, but it wasn't necessarily helpful or kind. I waited and forgot the request. Since my interaction with people is limited, I didn't think any opportunity would be forthcoming. While reading Collectania on that morning, out of the blue, my neighbor called, very distraught. Her neighbors were above, her neighbors above were involved in activities that were troublesome in her eyes, and she felt at a breaking point emotionally. Her voice was quavering, and I could hear her crying, not knowing how to comfort her without maybe throwing those bad neighbors under the proverbial bus. <laughs> I began to read what was before me from Mrs. Eddy, quote, There is no fatal mistake. There is no unforgivable wrong. There is no unpardonable sin. There is no permanent injury. There is no incurable disease. There is no such thing as too late. End quote. And with that, she stopped weeping. After a moment, she said this was the very thing she needed to hear. We spoke of glorious days now and ahead that can never be taken from us without our permission and that we existed in divine spirit, ever knowing and most powerful. She hung up smiling, and so was I. I was so grateful to be allowed to support someone in need. It proved to me that God answers all requests and will lead you to do and say the right thing at the right time. Just let him lead. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, Mary Baker Eddy, the conductor, Christian Science being the train, Mary Baker Eddy, the conductor, God the destination. I feel blessed beyond words. Those were truly beautiful readings tonight, so well thought out and put together, so healing and comforting. Um, it's interesting to hear how many times other people have felt like they were in a a place where they thought there was no way, way out and how God had led them out. And I, too, have to say that uh, remembering an instance, I just felt I was backed into a corner and there was truly no way out. I felt very desperate and afraid and alone and I remember turning to Isaiah, and I turned right to it, um, these verses in chapter 43. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that was certainly my answer. I was so grateful. I felt God talking to me. And I prayed about those verses, and I had to admit 
that I needed. There was a lot of things in the past I needed to let go of, forgive people if I thought I was had been wronged, to ask forgiveness to those perhaps I had not treated as best I could, and then to go on and to expect a new thing, not to outline how I thought I was going to get out of this situation, but leave it entirely in God's hands, and just to pray to know and love him more. He would do a new thing. And after not too long of a period, there was a wonderful way out, totally unexpected, unplanned, and had to have been the Father. And I was so very, very grateful. I've never, ever forgotten that experience. And so when I hear those beautiful readings like that, I just love to share it, as as others did tonight as well. Beautiful testimonies. And (laughs) now we're going to have a poetic reading. There's a, a beautiful poem that I've always loved. I learned it in childhood, really. And it has been in The Liberator, and Luann beautifully illustrated it. But it it so perfectly goes with the readings tonight. It's a poem by William Cullen Bryant, who is an American poet. And it's entitled, To a Waterfowl. Wither midst falling dew, while glow the heavens with the last steps of day. Far through their rosy depths, Dost thou pursue thy solitary way? Vainly the fowler's eye might mark the distant flight to do thee wrong. As darkly painted on the crimson sky, thy figure floats along. Seekest thou the plashy brink of weedy lake or marge of river wide, or where the rocking billows rise and sink? on the chafed ocean side. There is a power whose care teaches thy way along that pathless coast, the desert and illimitable air, lone wandering, but not lost. All day thy wings have fanned at that far height the cold, thin atmosphere, yet stoop not weary to welcome land though the dark night is near. And soon that toil shall end. Soon shalt thou find a summer home and rest, and scream among thy fellows, reeds shall bend, soon o'er thy sheltered nest. Thou art gone, the abyss of heaven has swallowed up thy form. Yet on my heart deeply hath sunk the lesson thou hast given and shall not soon depart. He who from zone to zone guides through the boundless sky thy certain flight in the long way that I must tread alone will lead my steps aright. And with that, I wish you all a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 305. The words of this hymn were written by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray 
I will follow and rejoice all the ragged way. Hymn number 305.